0: You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is Theology for the rest of us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to this episode of the podcast. Uh, super stoked to have you. I am so grateful for all of our listeners. I know that I say that over and over again. But that's because I really mean it. I am so thankful for all of you. I want you to know uh, that I count it a privilege and honor to, to have you be a listener and to have a chance to have a voice in your life. I love getting your questions. I'm keep, keep them coming. I've got a significant cue. In a backlog, I'm trying to work through them, and today we're going to do that. This is episode 208, and I'm going to be answering a question that came from a regular listener asking about the word orthodox. Uh, I guess I've used that word a few times uh, on the podcast, and uh, I got a regular listener emailing me asking me, What does the word orthodox mean? Uh, you know, when you're using this word, you know, what are you referring to? occasionally when people use the word Orthodox they're referring to a particular branch of Christianity uh, known as the Eastern Orthodox Church uh, back in the year 1054 there was an event which we now call the schism of 1054 uh, basically up until that point there was really only one major church there, there weren't you know thousands of different denominations uh, like we have today or different segments of Christianity there was only one big one and and then eventually uh, there was a a schism, a break between all the churches in the Western part of of the of the known world, and, and then the Eastern part. Uh, that that all the churches in the East kind of bundle, uh, kind of bundled together, or banded together, and and they kind of created their own uh, branch of Christianity. And they've existed for you know for for several centuries in, in different forms throughout the throughout the centuries. But but that that church is is known as the Eastern Orthodox Church. That's what they call themselves. Sometimes we're referring to that particular segment of Christianity, uh, and that's kind of the one of the three main segments. You know, we have Catholicism, we have Protestants, we have Eastern Orthodox. Those are kind of the three primary branches of Christianity. Uh, so occasionally when we use the word Orthodox, uh, that's what people are referring to in, in some cases. Most of the time, though, that is not what we're talking about. Most of the time when we talk about the word Orthodox uh, or being Orthodox, we're just simply talking about uh, being in line with tradition. So if I say... Uh, you know the Orthodox uh, Christianity faith, or the beliefs of Orthodox Christianity. I'm referring to what pretty much has been the the tradition uh, of Christians. You know, someone asked me recently. You know, how do you know that your that your doctrine's not crazy and it's kind of in line? I go, well, I want to be in line with what is orthodox. When I say that, what I mean is, I look for the last two thousand years of Christian history. You know, almost you know two millennia of. Of church history, Christian history, and through the centuries, um, there have been many people who love God, who have studied the scriptures. Many different churches. Um, of course, we've had major events like the Reformation that that have caused you know different segments and different branches of Christianity, but. There is a core of, of beliefs among all Christians, things that we sort of all agree on. There are certainly some things that we don't agree on uh, universally, uh, but there are some areas that pretty much all Christians, uh, for the most part, uh, agree on all of these areas, that traditionally this is what all of the Christians throughout history have embraced as truth, Um And so when I say what is orthodox, what I'm saying is what I'm referring to is, you know, what has the bulk of Christians, people who love God, who have been faithful servants of God, who studied the scriptures you know, over the course of the centuries, what do they all generally gener- generally agree on? What are those things? What, and whatever those things are, that's what we would refer to as the orthodox faith. Now, there are some areas that Christians have would necessarily agree, but they would all come to a few conclusions. You know, all Christians would say, "Okay, we may not fully agree in this area, but we we all fall into one of these three camps." You know, or or, or maybe in this particular area, we may we believe this. So. For example, eschatology, you know, the belief of the end times. You know, pretty much uh, most Christians today believe uh, a premillennial. Some Christians believe a postmillennial. Some believe an amillennial. If you don't know what those terms are, it's irrelevant. You don't have to know what they are. <laughs> but the point is, you know when we talk about the end of the world and how things are going to end, there are sort of these three primary views that that are often used that many different Christians throughout the centuries have embraced. We would say that all three of those could be orthodox. You know, again, just because something's orthodox doesn't mean everyone agrees. It just means that Throughout the centuries, there have been chunks of Christians that believe, you know, uh, pre-millennial, you know, the first option. Uh, there have been a bunch of Christians that believe the second option. There's been a bunch of Christians that believe the third option. So we sort of generally sort of accept that the fact that, hey, all of these can be orthodoxic like, You can be in the faith. You can be a part of the, the the Christian heritage or Christian tradition and believe any of these. Any of these are viable options. Again, we may not all agree, but but we we're, we're okay with, these these sort of disagreements taking place now. If someone were to come up with a completely different belief that no one's ever held to, this fourth option where they believe that uh, Martians are going to come down and take over the world, um, then we would say, well, that's not orthodox. Like there, there has been no major segment of Christians at any point in the history that believes that. You're just this new person come up with this new wacky idea, and you believe in Martians, and you're crazy, and that's not orthodox, right? That that that's what we would, we would typically call heresy, something that is out. Outside of the tradition, something that doesn't fall in on what typically has been the accepted orthodox truth or the, the traditional accepted belief. So again, when I say orthodox, I'm just meaning, hey, orthodox Christianity is the the form of Christianity where the where the where there's been the most amount of overlap between uh, faithful servants throughout the centuries. There have been. Uh, hundreds of millions, if not billions of people who genuinely love God, who have been faithful servants of God, who have studied the scriptures and have sought to, to, to serve God well over the course of their lives. What What is the general belief system they held to, or what would they have allowed for people to believe, and what what are the overlaps? Um, so there there are some things that we hold tighter than others. You know, eschatology is an area where we probably hold a little looser than other areas, Um But there are other areas where we'd hold... Closer, like the deity of Christ Orthodox Christianity has always held that Jesus is God he's not just a good person wasn't just a good rabbi he wasn't only the son of God he is indeed the son of God we believe that but he is also God himself he is fully God 100% divine God incarnate that that has been the belief of Christians for 2,000 years uh, from the early church on that the majority of faithful servants, the majority of people who call themselves Christians the majority of people who love God and have studied the scriptures and have sought to live their lives for God the majority of them believe that Jesus was indeed God himself not just the son of God now are there some branches of Christianity that deny that deny that absolutely but we would say they are not orthodox because they are not falling in line with what most Christians have come to believe over the course of the centuries or what most Christians have sort of agreed on you know here are the the major things that we all embrace as truth So that's what it means to be orthodox or to embrace Orthodox Christianity to embrace a, a form of Christianity that has been the most most embraced form throughout the centuries by the most amount of people who were were people who loved God and studied the scriptures again that's what it means to be Orthodox if you're interested in doing some more studying on this topic or or some related topics a, a, pre, a few previous episodes that I did that I think would be helpful to you back in episode 35 I answered the question why are there so many different denominations uh, that would be valuable to check out also episode 15 I talked extensively about the Reformation uh, and the good it caused, uh, even though there was some division that came out of the Reformation. Also, episode 182, I answered the question, how do we know that the version of the gospel or the version of Christianity that we believe and we've embraced is true? I encourage you to check that out. And then also, an interview I did in episode 95 with a pastor by the name of Greg Dutcher. Uh, we talked about cessationism in that in that interview, but he talked extensively about the idea of close-handed issues, Issues and open-handed issues uh, and, and how do you determine you know, where you draw the line in, in theological convictions and how you unite with brethren um, you know, that, that may disagree with you on different points of doctrine or different points of theology. really felt that was a, a really great interview. loved Greg's insight in that interview so I want to encourage you to check that out. I think that would be uh, helpful to you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful and insightful. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address on the show, shoot me an email. Or if you know someone that you think would make a great interview guest, I'd also love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The best address is heyortiz at us.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Also, don't forget, you can connect with me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at kenneth ortiz that's k-e-n-n-e-t-h-o-r-t-i-z to ensure you never miss an episode of the podcast make sure you subscribe to the show on itunes or whatever your favorite podcast player is that'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device and if you're loving the podcast do me a huge favor head on over to itunes leave us a five-star review those reviews are a big big help to the show Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.